recorded during the plague year of 2021. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely uh, 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And this is Peter Regan, uh, now expert on this movie, based on how many times I've been on this minute podcast. <laughs> Yes, you are the you are the source authority. You're the Grolier's encyclopedia. Right, right. Funk and uh, Wagnalls. I'm going to give you a run for your money with this one, Jim. Oh, there's lots to talk about, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, no elevators, but no, no. It, lots of TVs, lots of TVs, lots of yelling, lots of lots of uh, angry meetings, which you were used to. Yeah, angry yes. meetings. I uh, usually with a, an owner who had unrealistic expectations. Of <laughs> I would try yes. to explain to them that. As much as we like to sell out every night, there are other hotels within a 50-mile radius. But, uh, you know, that, that's the rearview mirror of my life. Yeah, now, it's... in my future, is cleaning toilets and making beds. Yes, so... but, but at least it's regular work, so that's right. good. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and fewer meetings, fewer meetings. You meet yeah, them when they... for Karen. My meetings with Karen always end with disappointment. On her end, <laughs> not mine, of course. But, uh, you know... I still love her, so it's all good. Well, that's that's the important part, and more more importantly, she loves you. So you know, there yes. there you have it. And uh, you know, again, it's great being here, Jim. This is a this this minute, you know, it's uh, it's starting to ramp up a little bit. I love I love Grimes because I guess for lack of a better framework, he is the closest you will get to comic relief in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's there, and it's a. Uh, uh, well, let's set the scene. Let's see. We're, we're still in this meeting with uh, Grimes and Robertson on the on their proto Zoom meeting, and they're all talking with the wildfire staff, where all hell has broken loose because they didn't drop the bomb. Right. And Jim, for a record, Grimes and uh, Robbie are in the same room, right? That's right. They're in the White House Situation Room, and fortunately, they're on the right side. Like their monitors match up with where they are in the room. Oh, that's very convenient. That's your that's your tax dollars at work. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise Robertson would be like, he'd be like looking off in the distance while Grimes was facing away from them. They, they'd seem to be at odds with each other if you swapped out those monitors. Right. So it, thank goodness it worked out this way because it was it was very convenient. Uh, in term, I was laughing. I go, technology now, you got the Brady Bunch, you know, yeah. uh, Zoom video uh, going. And of course, this was state of the art back then. Yeah, yeah. full color. Yeah. Yes. It's, the uh, the uh, of course the you know and you can tell which one of them went to Catholic school, Be, oh. because because uh, you know Grimes has his uh, he has his tie at half mast and that would never have gone over. So even and remember this is three o'clock in the morning. So yes, right. Well, <laughs> you know he's got to go wake the boss. Yeah, uh, A.K.A. Nixon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I do like it was very funny that any thoughts about the Phantom crash? Well, you know. Any lost life, any life that's lost is always a disappointment. Yeah, um, we all know that. But I just like how they they look at each other, like one of them what may have kept that knowledge from everybody else. Oh, I forgot to mention to you guys. Uh, yeah, a plane crashed. Yeah, um, no biggie. Yeah, no biggie. Now remind me again because you're an expert on this movie now. But is not the 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 pilot. Who crashed the Phantom? Wasn't he one who did the flyover? 
Uh, yeah, same guy, same guy. So what's he saying that the uh, the jet strayed over the area around Piedmont? Uh, well, yeah, he's he, this is because the, uh, the 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 thing has mutated. The microbe has mutated, and he was apparently going back. He was going back the next day, flying back over the site, and uh, everything dissolved in the plane. So. Right. But I like how the the part was how Robertson was saying communication was was weird, and then you know Paul, you know, in his desire to um, pick up his paycheck clarifies was he crazy and then of course grimes again has to you know i know this personality is that you could tell the person the grass is green and yeah they'll, they'll come up with a an argument that well it's mud over there well yeah that's true but that's that's also because there's no grass yeah yeah but uh he, he couldn't agree with them even over a characterization of was the guy crazy confused I don't know. It was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but you know, at the end of the day, his rubber was his plane melted. So, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with that? I, I, just, I thought it was just very interesting how Grimes uh, just could not, you know, have a conversation with everybody else that wasn't belligerent. Yeah, just entirely pathetic the way he just kept going on after him. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's very it's very frustrating to be I mean like this and of course he hates everybody that's on the phone every everybody that's it's in the conversation including Robertson who's standing right next to him he hates all these people because all they do is cause him problems and he's thinking I have to go up at three o'clock in the morning and wake up Nixon right thanks you know and after this I got to go over to the Watergate and see about these bunch meet these bunch of guys yeah uh, yeah it's all, all happening it's all happening in real time right now here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think there's an interesting minute because, you know, again, it's uh, their version of a conference call. Now, I'm, I don't have in context of the last few minutes before this, this scene, uh, but I do know it's in the middle of the night. I, I'm assuming it's after when we had that midnight conference yeah, call. Yeah, it's the is, same this night. Is, this is the midnight conference call. This is the same one. Okay. This, so this is they're still having their midnight meeting. So it, it's midnight uh, West Coast time. So it's three o'clock in the morning in DC. So and, I'm sorry. What, the, have they already had the ring a ding ding scene? Uh, no, no, no. That's that's coming up. That's, oh, okay. That's, sorry. Yeah, we're not wanna, we're not there yet. It. I don't want to ruin yeah. it for future people. <laughs> but I would just think they would be asking themselves, how come we didn't know about the Phantom Crash? Yeah, it's oh 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 that ring a ding. Yeah, they did find out. He already yelled at. He's already yelled at the sergeant, saying right. that you know how come he didn't tell us about this big thing that was going on. But yeah, yeah. we're not. We're <laughs> the other the other time that the alarms go off. That's, that's oh no no up. no no that's different. That's a I, yeah. I watched the trailer to the, the movie, so I know yeah. Yeah, but so there. Yeah, I, I just do like the way that Stone comes in at the end here and says, "Just forget about the crash, Robbie. Just stay on the. You know, well, I, I don't need. I don't need to worry about air crashes. What I really want is a nuclear bomb to be set off. I want to it, abrogate all the treaties that we've had since the 1960s with the Russians. I need to blow something up on the ground. Right. I need. I need to have something productive going on here. And talking about the plane crash does not get me over the finish line. What yeah, do we do with the bomb? When's it being dropped? Can we blame Nixon? I hope we can. Yeah, so I want to get get him up in the middle of, of the night and say, look, you really got to drop the bomb. <laughs> this is yeah, just I terrible. Just, I, I find it very funny that the guy, um, I would just think that this would be 
top of the mind awareness for everybody, including quote the boss unquote, and that he wouldn't be taking, he wouldn't be sleeping right now. He'd yeah, be out no, there yeah, yeah. trying to find out as much as possible from everybody else. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to understand Stone's priority. Well, Stone, it's not difficult to understand Stone's priorities. He's he's very single minded. He does. He gets evidence handed to him like, hey, there's a plane falling apart and it's got nothing to do with human beings dying. It's he's crazy, but everything's coming apart inside the ship. Wouldn't this be a clue? I just, uh, it's that. Uh, what do I you know? know? Hall Hall was kind of picking up on it, but uh, you know, it, it's like there's something different going on, and Stone doesn't have time for this. Stone just wants to drop bombs on people. Well, and Hall should be paying more attention to where to, to insert the key if the bomb is armed. You know, after yeah. Well, all, you know, he didn't yeah, read any he, of the papers. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really. He doesn't really bother with that kind of stuff. But now he's getting into it. So we go to the. Uh, th- that's the first half of that. First half of this minute, one oh six. Uh, we get to the second half, which is electron microscopy. Because microscopy, excuse me. I was corrected on this by one of the fellows who worked on the original. I, I had originally tried to get a, a someone, an uh, an actual person who knew something about electron microscopy, but he told me how to pronounce it. But he's unable to to join us. Yeah, but uh, I read Wikipedia, uh, Jim. So that's that's the same thing. That's the same thing. It's like it's like staying at a Holiday Inn Express. It's just it's one of those things you you pick it up instantly. But here we here we are at electron microscopy, as you can tell from the wall. Yes, because uh, the, the word the words are on the wall. Yeah, and remember, nobody's had any sleep. They, he, he, about about three minutes ago, uh, Doctor Stone said they have to get six hours a night of sleep out of every yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, that was a guideline. That's not set in stone. <laughs> yeah, so well, neither is Stone. So he's in here. He's working on this uh, this thing where he's going to cut slivers off of a uh, a piece of Andromeda that's embedded in uh, in uh, some kind of a goo, some kind of plastic. Right. So he's got the he's got the little knob thing, and he's sawing away. It's kind of a little uh, table saw for, right. for microscopes. Yeah, and, I mean uh, he's getting ready for. And I I, I find it, it was an interesting cut over there. That they, at least they have a room specifically for that. Yeah, just in case they ever had a microscopic disease that they needed to uh, cut into little pieces, there's a room for this. And those things cost multi like the most expensive thing in this entire building is probably that electron microscope. They, are, they they made like a, a few dozen of them, and it, we'll talk about this on the next episode. But right yeah. right now, this don't this, give it this away. Particular, no, I'm no, this little frustrated with how they had no backup staff to help them with any of this. No, it's just the five of them showing up, and good thing they all know how to run all the equipment. I, I think that's you know, I Stone. <laughs> I would think Stone is this administrator of the physics department at Berkeley, and he's been you know higher up. But now apparently he also knows how to run electron microscope table saws. Yeah. So, well, you know, uh, it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, jack of all trades. So he, yeah. he's, he's big, big on, on he's big on hands on hands on. Uh, he equipment. doesn't care about the fathom, but he does have a handle on, on how to cut the uh, Andromeda. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to know what those. I, I want to know what those buttons mean. There's a motor. There's one that says motor, and one that says bypass. So you bypass the motor, and you can like saw it by hand. You just kind of shove it up and down, scrape it like a. I don't know what the. I don't. I wonder what the bypass does. Well, we can always look uh, it up, but I'd rather just wing it because I think it's it brings a lot more innovation and edge to these minutes 
Yeah, it, it makes makes us think about it a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit harder. Um, it's it, it seems like a very frantic minute, though. It, it, it despite you know, it, it, there's it's a lot of slow cuts and looking at stuff, but it just seems like they just finished this. Okay, they fin. Uh, I don't know how much further that uh, teleconference went, but they started at midnight and then let's say around twelve fifteen. They uh, they they were finishing up the the whole uh, long distance call. So then two and a half hours go by and they're sitting sawing things. What, what did they take a break? Did they all go take a nap? Well, you know, they again maybe they were tired. I mean, <laughs> yeah, plausible off screen. You know, it's like he looked at everybody and said, "Okay, go take a nap, and we'll get up in an hour because that's what you really need a cat nap to get things going." Uh, and Nixon's sleeping, so why don't we? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't he be going to China or something? I don't know what he was right, what right. Nixon was doing in February of seventy one. Have to look that up for next, I would next say time. He was uh spending most of his time with Kissinger trying to figure out how they were going to get out of Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Um it's uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, also planning uh, the uh the, the next year's elections would be coming up. Right. In fact we probably should go to um <laughs> Well, I wonder who I'm going to run up against. Hopefully, someone who I can break into the headquarters. And well, I, I do, I, I do notice that the uh, the Nixon White House tapes in February of 1971, a sound-activated taping system was installed in the Oval Office, including Nixon's desk, using a Sony TS3 8008 open reel tape recorder to capture audio transmitted by telephone taps and concealed microphones. So it was it was running right before this all started. Yeah, it could have been picking up wildfire while he was doing it. So this is kind of the beginning of the uh, the thing. And then, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it's all just, it, 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 he just started taping everybody. That was the that, that was the first week of taping was 16th of February, 1971. Oh, well, he captured okay. a total of 3,400 hours of the presidency on tape. One of these days, to... I'm going to try and read the book on that stuff but that that is a lot of tape wow yeah it's uh maybe amazing. On, was... on my next trip up the main I'll, there you uh, go you just stop by and listen in at the national archives and i'll listen to your podcast also wow that's <laughs> fascinating rocketeer this is great which uh, it is by the way i did listen to that oh so, okay i'm glad i'm glad uh, you did i just uh, of course i want to go back to your the granddaddy of all your podcasts, not to put a plug in for other ones, but I might as well. Airport, which Airport. I thought you, was fine, you didn't... funny, funny, funny stuff. It was a good first try. And you were, you were that was your first podcast as well, yes, first one you ever guested on. So. I get a little choked up thinking about it now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, mind you, this has a different kind of uh, look and feel to it. Uh, yeah. Compared to Dean Martin not... wrestling the controls of that big old 707 to land in God knows where, Milwaukee? No. Uh, no, Lincoln, it? it was Chicago. It was, to Chicago. it was one of those places they, where it was snowing. Yeah, I, I, I just keep wondering who, that, like peop, different technical companies donated equipment that needed to be shown in this movie. Yes. And I'm just wondering how many sales did they think they were going to generate from showing a thing that scrapes microbes off right. of a, a block of, you know, like a, about the size of an eraser. You never know. Um, it could. Yeah. It could have. Uh, especially, I don't want to give away the future too much, but there are definitely uh, some plugs for some kind of equipment 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. In the, we'll talk about that in the next. Uh, well, the earliest examples of product placement going on. Yeah, for the weirdest of reasons. Exactly. I was, uh, you know, it's funny. I was I was just talking about this the other day. There was this uh, there's this metal extrusion company called Arconics, and they all they do is they make uh, aluminum extrusions, so you can like wrap, uh, you can make fenders out of cars and stuff like that. Right. They actually. They actually spent millions of dollars on a uh, a commercial that looked like the Jetsons. They made this whole uh, thing like the opening of the Jetsons, and they showed it on the Super Bowl. They showed it during the Super Bowl. So I, I, when you think about the market for people who need metal you know, aluminum extrusion for auto parts versus the number of people that watch the Super Bowl, the the, the dollars on you know the, the return on the investment I can't imagine would be anything great unless they manage to sell it to you know ford managed to say yeah we'll take a thousand of those <laughs> it it just didn't yeah it, not exactly target marketing well you know i'm retired but, now so yeah it doesn't well, matter well, to me uh, i can tell you i would sit in rooms where people throw a coin at advertising and marketing and go you know these are the same people wearing their hands over payroll with direct <laughs> sales effort but won't think twice about throwing out three salespersons payroll uh in, in the blink of an eye but you know yeah. what do i know so yeah no, I, I i used to work for i used to work for an aircraft company where they were worried about giving people three percent raises that they were going to go through and give people three percent raises at the same time uh the boss of the north american division decided that the the lawn in front of the the warehouse that we all worked at uh, didn't look appropriate. It was a British company, so they didn't look appropriately British. So he bought a 120-year-old oak tree and had it moved from Southern Virginia to uh, the, the the DC metro area, and it cost something like a uh, hundred thousand dollars between buying the tree, having it shipped, having it uh, installed, and then um, you know we had this big old oak tree in the middle of nowhere where it promptly got rained on the roots dried up and it died so you know it's okay to have this big dead it, it looked like something out of sleepy hollow sounds like you it. and me in a chainsaw have a date with destiny <laughs> karen i got our new dining room table right here <laughs> yeah it's it, it just it's just you know and you look out you look out at this uh, at this tree and think yeah i could have had a raise this year but no no we got a tree hey, instead yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. All you gotta do is pent all that anger up for years and years and years, and then lash out suddenly and violently for no reason. But, well, uh, no. It, what you do is you focus it into a clever anecdote for a for a podcast. That's the that's the big secret. <laughs> See, uh, it's all come full circle for you. Congratulations. <laughs> War stories are what I live for. You know that. That's what. That's why I listen to you. The hotel business has no. There's no comparison to the oh stuff that comes gosh. out of the hotel business. Oh my gosh! Wow. I try not well, to think about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, let's let, let's uh, we'll pick all this more up on uh, on Wednesday. When we've got yeah, lots more they've product. Yeah, because we've got a lot more to do with that microscope, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get on. Let's get on it. But in the meantime, Peter, when people want to go visit you at your uh, at your palatial uh, resort uh, estates, where can they find you? Well, they would Google uh, Delonica Hideaway Havens or the website. It's just way too long and for me to even spell it out. Um, yes. So think Delonica, site of the first gold rush, United States, 1836. D-A-H-L-O-N-E-G-A, then Highway Havens. And guess what? We'll come up and there you are. 
Wow. Or you can go to visit our website the uh, at Facebook. Fa- fa- go to the Facebook page, which is uh, Project Wildfire, the Andromeda Minute uh, Listeners Club, and uh, we'll have a link to your Delonica Highway Haven. Oh, so I they appreciate don't have to type. that. We need, we need as much um, social media exposure. Right, yeah. right. If, uh, we want people to come here with a lot of money. Yes. And Ca- uh, spend cash it is all good. here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then go home happy. Yes, there you go. You can just, you know, they can order the, the, the Bollingers and you'll be sure to have it ready and iced down <laughs> next to their bed. Yeah. yeah. Money's no object, <laughs> especially if it's other people's money. So, yes. yes. Wow. Well, okay, well, let's let's pick this up on Wednesday. But in the meantime, please do the three things we always talk about every single time we get on this show is to uh, wear a mask, uh, wash your hands for 20 seconds, and please stay six feet apart from people around you. And that way we can get through this plague and more people can come and visit Uh, Peter in northern Georgia. Uh, But anyway, we'll see you here on Wednesday on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.